Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and join me as always, live from Oklahoma City, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Cool. Why would I be in Oklahoma City now? Come on, that's that's not a place I want to be. I mean, it's a nice place. I've actually been there twice in my life. Um, I'm actually a fan, but I am not there now. Don't love the good people of Oklahoma City enough to have flown in all the way to however many layovers you need to fly uh, to take to get to Oklahoma City in order to do this podcast live from Oklahoma City. You didn't do that. Uh, that's probably only a one layover flight for me. Maybe two. It might be a two layover flight for me. Yeah. If any, if, if you live in a place that's a two layover flight, I don't think I'm going there. Hate to break it to y'all. Yeah, it's it's disappointing, right? And some of those layovers get brutal, and some of them then like you got to like sprint, right? Or you miss it. So that whole flying um, business, they got to figure that out. If you're going through Atlanta, uh, I've had some rough uh, transfers in Atlanta. Um, and I was hoping somebody on this team had played for the Atlanta Hawks at some point. So I could, Oh, there is seg- one segue that in. Who is it? Mike Muscala. Muscala. Just like Mike Muscala, who has had a rough That's transfer to Oklahoma Muscala. city. There it, is. there it is. There it is. Oklahoma city thunder had an interesting, um, yet, Sad, probably for the Oklahoma City uh, fan base. Very, very sad offseason. Paul George, uh, gone. Russell Westbrook, also gone. Uh, But they did sign Mike Muscala. uh, Shout out to Mike Muscala. And traded for Chris Slaps. No, never mind. That's uh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Um, Shea Gillis-Alexander and Daniello Gallinari coming over in the trade. From the Clippers. And is there anyone else on this team I terribly like? No, there is not. So huge, huge difference in this roster going into this season. And uh, I just want to just immediately talk about Chris Paul. Um, Chris Paul is going to, I think, be definitely overlooked in drafts simply because I think a lot of people think well, Chris Paul has, has been washed. He He's always hurt, which is kind of true. Um, and Chris Paul, is just, he's just on his way out. He's on his way out of the league. He's on a team that's basically going to be tanking this season. He's not going to want to play there, blah, 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 blah. There's going to be a lot of excuses made why people did not draft Chris Paul. I just want to remind everybody, Chris Paul, in 32 minutes a game last season on the Rockets, standing around waiting for uh, James Harden to give him the ball, uh, still, sec- 22nd, 22nd per game in uh, nine cat leagues. This is a guy who has not finished per game out of the top 10 since the 2010 2011 season. And that's as far back as my game log goes. So I, I bet you it's a lot damn longer than that. And now that assists are at a premium, at least two seasons pl- ahead of that. 2008. Yeah, 2007. It, he 
maybe. He's maybe, been one maybe of the- he did. He thought it was the average set. I only have 17.3 points a game in 2007, so maybe then. Well, uh, one of the dirtiest players and one of the, uh, the nastiest players of all time, and also just want to really glad to see that he's not gonna he's not gonna win a title, and he got dumped in Oklahoma City. Brings me a lot of pleasure. Uh, one of the best fantasy basketball players of all time. Yeah, I mean he's great, and you mentioned it right. I'm I'm of two minds of Chris Paul this year. I was a big proponent of drafting Chris Paul. You know, kind of on that turn for ever. <laughs> Um, it seemed like right, basically since I I started doing fantasy basketball all the way up until um the last couple of years here, but you know sixty one fifty eight fifty eight games uh, the last three years. So is sixty kind of the starting point? Um, so you know you, you 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 know you want to say okay, well Chris Paul should get you know back up to like eighteen points a game, and he could push for double digit assists a game just because he's probably going to be the lead ball handler on this team and. He's going to be, you know, fantastic in steals and the percentages were bad last year, but maybe he has, you know, the opportunity to get them up because he's going to have the ball in his hands more and he shoots pretty well with the ball in his hands. Um, You can kind of talk yourself into it. Then when you look in 60 games, right? Like if 60 games is kind of what looks like the, the probability, that's, that's a problem. And so, yeah. That's that's pretty tough, and the, and 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 if he's gonna play that many games, you know, in totals last season he was forty seventh overall. So if he's dropping into your fifth sixth rounds, that's absurd. Um, I don't think he will be currently. ADP on Yahoo is oh, I just had it thirty overall, which it which feels about right when you compare his per game value, which is very good. Um, you know. Versus his durability. Worst I'm case, fine with that. In a sh- yeah, in a shallow. League, I'm fine with that. In a deeper league, I mean, like if you're talking, that he's got to be my second player. I'm a little bit worried about that. Um, just because you know, if he only plays, you know, 50 games, then I'm probably and, and the the replacement value is so much worse in a deeper league, right? So. I'm in a deeper league. I'd probably steer clear a little bit, but in a, in a you know shallow or standard league, um, I am definitely in on Chris Paul at that kind of thirty range. Same with the, same with roto leagues. You're not going to get a guy who's going to give you eight plus assists, nine plus assists is my guess on this team, along with uh, solid percentages and uh, two steals a game. That's he's still keeping with those steals um, after all these years. Usually steals is the first thing to go, Tyler, but not. Chris Paul's still still kicking it. Great rebounds for a guard. So as well. it, it did kind of go a little bit, but he was just so so elite, right? I mean, he led the league in steals per game five times. There was a good stretch there where it was like two and a half every single season. So now that it's down to two, it actually is kind of down. <laughs> just it was at such a high level to begin with that even the precipitous drop off has still made him elite in steals, which is crazy to think about. I guess you're 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 pretty much right about that. And his uh, he's he's worked his old man game. You know, he's he shoots threes now instead of trying to beat guys off the dribble back in the day. He, can you imagine a season, uh, the ten eleven season? He sh- he made under one three pointer a game, and per game he was ranked second overall in the league. Yeah, well, I mean, and that just shows you how much basketball has changed in the last you know eight years. That everyone shoots threes and. You know, it's just such a a big 
you know, and honestly, like if you look this up right in that season, he averaged 2.3 three pointers a game. I would bet you that was in the top half of the league easily. It might've even been in like the top 100 as far as like players attempting that many threes. And now like if you attempted 2.3 three pointers per game, you'd either play 10 minutes or just be laughed at. That's very true. Um, Chris Paul is going to be overlooked. I think 30 to me with the injury risk is a little too high. Um, but in the end of that third round, Chris Paul, eventually you just have to bite the bullet and say, you know, this is the best player on the board. This guy is elite in assists. He's elite in steals, and I'm going to take the risk. And he's always a really good candidate to try to sell high because, you know, he always eventually gets injured in like the, the last third of the season. Point guards, I will ask you, Chris Paul versus Go ahead. Aaron Fox. Chris Paul. Um, D'Angelo Russell. Ooh, Chris Paul. There you go. So he's probably right about 30 then for you, I would say, um, unless you're throwing a lot of, a lot of big men um, over him because those guys are kind of right hovering around my, my 30 range. Um, might be a toss-up. Depending on how I feel that day, D'Angelo Russell might get the nod there. I'm a big fan of D'Angelo Russell, and I honestly think his stats are better with the Warriors. Um, there's a lot of reasons why that is, but I think Overall, I would go D'Angelo. Yeah. I think I would go D'Angelo Russell over Chris Paul. I'm still got Chris Paul. I, I think over De'Aaron Fox, unless I went a little bit riskier early on, and then maybe I would go De'Aaron Fox. Just feel pretty safe about De'Aaron Fox playing like 75 games. So if like I've already got kind of a risky player that I'm like, ooh, I'm not sure how much time this guy is gonna miss. Um, Try not to do Kawhi or Paul George and Chris Paul. Like, that's that's too much, guys. Um, Tyler, I have a, a, a very important and very serious question to ask you. Who on this team would you draft next? This is where life gets interesting, right? Um, it's how it's how big are you on the Shea Gilgis-Alexander? That's, that's a real-life question. Um, that's probably the most important question here. Um, you know, right, last year that I predicted well before the season started that Shea Gilgis-Alexander was a very good basketball player. Um, obviously, he was the target of that trade for Oklahoma. I mean, obviously, they wanted the draft picks, and they got they got draft picks for Paul George, but they definitely wanted Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and I think the deal kind of hinged on him being part of it. Um, he has potentially to, I would guess, going to play like 32, 33 minutes a game. I mean, I don't really see why not. I think he's going to play shooting guard next to Chris Paul in the starting lineup. And yeah, he has potential to be elite in both uh, defensive stats, which could be very, very interesting. Right. And then still kind of be like a, a four rebound four assist guy with a steal and a half and like 0.7, 0.8 blocks. The question is, to me is how much is he going to score? I've heard some Oklahoma City people think that basically behind Danilo Gallinari, he's going to be the second leading scorer on this team, getting like you All know right. 15, 16, 17 points Come a game. On. I don't personally believe that. I mean, he averaged 11 points a game in 26 minutes last year, basically 10.8. So um, I think he's going to be like a 13, 14, 15-point scorer, though, in 32 minutes, which is interesting, right? Um is that a top 50 player? I guess it depends on how elite the defensive stats are. Um, I would go him, though, for just this reason. I'm always worried about Gallinari's injury-ness. And yes. so to pick to pick Gallinari in the top 50-60, like I, I mean, like last year it was fine because he was basically, you know, one of the last round picks. And there was obviously a lot of upside for him to be very good. But 
you know, this year now you got to actually pay that price for him that he's, you know, because he was healthy. And I'm I'm very scared of that. So I would go Shea Gilgis, but I don't want Shea Gilgis near as high as some people are getting. And maybe you throw the Yahoo ADP in here and I'll tell you what I think about that. I've seen in some expert leagues him go like in the top 40. Yeah, I've seen end of fourth round. No, end of fourth round. Fifth round, that's that's too high for me because of uh, the things you talk about. First off, everybody in Oklahoma City settled that he's not going to be the second leading scorer on this team. But uh, I do really like this kid. I think he's got a ton of potential. He's, he is a solid scorer, right? He can get you assists, but he's not going to be pounding the ball. He's, he's got Chris Paul on the team. So you focus on those good steals. I think Dennis Schroeder is going to play too. So like he's yeah. not going to be pounding the ball too much at any point as like the ball handler getting all the – all the playmaking duties at any point, right? Because I, I don't think, you know, I think he's going to be sharing the court with one of those two at pretty much all times. Uh, pretty much. And he doesn't hit threes. And I think that's a real, that's a real problem if you want to get out of the plateaus. Um, he certainly is someone I, I would put in my first plateau, but I don't feel like he's got enough ceiling to make him a recommended pick in that first plateau simply because I just don't think he has the skill set overall to be someone who could be in that top 50. Um, everything would have to go right for him to be in the top 50. And I feel like he's not, since he's not the number one point guard here and I'm a little, I'm, I'm worried about his three pointers. It's a really they, outside they, chance that he ends up in that top 50. Here's how he does it, right? That they feed him the ball and he can keep the percentages really good. And I don't know that those two things are possible together, right? Like if they're feeding you the ball more, you're probably taking a few worse shots and therefore your percentages are going to drop. So I think his, his, Shot to be in the top 50 this season. Now, going forward, right? This kid's like 21 years old. Yeah. He could be ridiculously good um, in a couple yeah. years. But really this season, yeah. Really... Top 50 so, is, is a stretch. I, I'd agree with that. Develops that shot, yeah. Um, and I think he can. Like, he, It's definitely a, a potential for him. Current ADP on Yahoo is 80. Uh, I like that. I like him at 80. I like him at 80 and that, that's where the expert drafts are kind of tainting me a little bit is, you know, I'm seeing him go in that, you know, 40, 50, 60 range. That's a little bit high for me, but at 80, I, yeah, there's a ton of upside at 80. I think um, for him and to, he's, and how much worse than 80 can he possibly be if he's getting you like 1.4 steals and like 0.7 blocks? Not very, like he, that's pretty much an 80 ranked player. So like, Take him at eighty. Take him at seventy. Uh, in that in that in that range, that second plateau range, definitely because I think he's a first plateau, and I think that's a good guy to uh, to target in that second plateau for sure. Daniela Garinari actually going at fifty eight overall, and that is a little bit too dangerous to me. But in expert drafts, I've actually seen him starting to fall back close to their seventy eighty. Then I think you have to take him just because he's he's got you know what top twenty five talent. Yeah, but. Okay, here's the game log since 2011, Mike. Here's the game gotta, numbers. You, I, I, I know what the game numbers are, but you got to take him at some point. And I'm you fine with that. But let it, him in drop a deeper an entire drafts. In a shallow league, I'm fine with taking him in the 70s. In a deep league, I don't know that I even want him in the 70s. He played the second most games he's played since 2011 last year, 68. He played 71 one season. No, I'm, I'm, I'm it's well very scary. aware of Daniel Gallinari's problems. I'm also well aware that, you know, he 
played 68 games last season and was a per game 27th overall. So he's a top he's a top 30 player that you can get in the sec- in that second plateau. Shit, if you get him for uh, you know, 40 games, 30 games, 40 games, really did you did you lose a whole lot there if you got him around pick 100? But a 10 or 12 team league, he didn't. But yeah, in, in a, a deeper league, different yeah. question. Right. Um, plus the percentages. Guess, answer. The percentages are good. Were really good last year. I don't think they're realistic, right? Like he shot 43% from three, and he's a 37% shooter for his career. He shot 46 from the field, and he's a 42% for his career. Like I think he a lot of things just really went right for Gala last year, and maybe it was you know Doc Rivers and the Clippers scheme. Um, I don't think the percentages, especially the field goal percentage, is going to be near as good. Now, he's a really great free throw shooter, and he usually does it on a high volume of attempts. Um, but then when you throw that in with the steals and block numbers aren't great, so he's kind of points and rebounds um, and maybe not a lot else this year. Um, I'm a little bad. down on him. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, if he scores pretty close to 20 points a game, which we're, is we're, very possible on this Thunder team, right? Uh, Talking about a guy that you're taking in, in the 70, 80 plus, like, all right, like, all right, like, if you're a standard league, he's dropping yeah. that low, which he's probably not at going 70, to. It's a good, 70, it's a good value. Low. You're taking a risk. Yeah, you're taking a swing. You're taking a risk, and I think that's a. At some point, that becomes a risk you have to take. So, where wherever your risk tolerance is, uh, once you get past that fifth round, start thinking about Daniela Gallinari. I'm actually a little more interested. Um, I should say more interested. I am. Getting this next guy in some league that's actually kind of surprised me because I think people I are like, sleeping on him. Uh, I assume you're talking about Steven Adams because I ah. have also seen Steven Adams falling far down lists in, in, in mock drafts, and I I don't know why. I have, I have no idea. Uh, I don't understand it. He's just – going to do a, a lot of the same things he did last season, which was about 14 points, nine rebounds, and a steal and a half and a block a game. Boring big man uh, stats. On, right, on good but with good steal percentage. And here's the other thing, too. They kind of made a schematic adjustment to let Russell Westbrook grab rebounds, um, where basically Steven Adams boxed out the sun and they let Russ grab the ball. Um Chris Paul, not a not a Russell Westbrook rebounder. Shea Gilgis Alexander, an okay rebounder, but not a Russell Westbrook rebounder. I could honestly see them letting Steven Adams grab some of those boards and him pushing over 10 for the first time in his career this year. Like I don't see any reason why they're not gonna play him, you know, 32, 33 minutes like they did the last two years. And so if you could tell me he can get even an extra half a rebound a game, like he's honestly, I think I think he's gonna be just as good, if not better, than he was last year. And I mean, you, what is the Yahoo ADP? Because I got him in a league just the other day at, I want to say it was pick 91. And I wow. was so confused that by that because I'm like, does like, what is wrong with Steven Adams? And it was a head to head league. Like, um, yeah, I was like, is I, I honestly went back and checked if like there was something that just happened that he was hurt. That doesn't make any sense. That's too low. I'm looking at his ADP on Yahoo. Actually it's 68. So that, that sounds way more reasonable. Uh, I've, I've been seeing him in the seventh, eighth round, uh, and even further as well. And I, that's to me, is is too low. And he's one of those guys we've been talking about where, 
there's a lot of bigs in the, that are going in that second and third round where you can get 70% of those stats uh, in the seventh and eighth and ninth round. And Steven Adams is one of those picks. So like Johnny Collins, right? Sure. He's going to hit you that three. He's 20 and, and 10 with a half a steal and a half a block, which is not great. For, that's his stats last season. That probably goes back up to a block, but still Steven Adams, 14 and 10 with one and a half steals and a full block. Those are closer yeah. than people want to admit. Yeah. For me, like if you're telling me I've got to pick John Collins at, in the second or third round and I can pick Steven Adams in the seventh and the eighth, I'm going to take Steven Adams every time. You're getting, you're getting just a little bit better value there. So I think Steven Adams is overlooked. Uh, as well in this in this um, in this draft in this upcoming season, I feel like a lot of the smaller teams, uh, some of the teams we've been talking about lately, a lot of overlooked players uh, on these teams. And uh, this is somebody you've been preaching about um, since the, we we started the uh, talking this off season. Uh, Dennis Schroeder. Currently, I mean, I, I, I I'm going to have to do, I think, some extensive research here to even find out where uh, Dennis Schroeder, um, our friend Mark Roberts, has him currently ranked 87th overall. Now, granted, last season he only played 26 minutes a game, but I, I feel like, you know, 26 is a little bit okay, low. So, I don't even think he's being drafted in Yahoo Leagues. This is what's crazy to me, okay? I keep hearing people say, oh, well, you know, Shea Gilgis is a point guard and Chris Paul's a point guard and – Dennis Schroeder is not even going to play. Dennis Schroeder is literally the third or fourth best player on this team. Maybe fifth. Like, how are they not going to play this guy? Here's the wings, okay? Danilo Gallinari's best position is power forward. I'm not crazy about that, right? I think it is. So the wings, okay, if we're considering Shea Gilgis-Alexander a wing, the wing, rest of the wing roster on this team is Terrence Ferguson. Uh, Andre Roberson, who's been hurt on and off, right? A rookie Darius Basley, who didn't play anywhere last season. Like, I don't oh see any way that Dennis Schroeder doesn't play 28, 29 minutes a game. Like, I pretty much think the three guards that are going to play on this team, for the most part, are going to be Chris Paul, going to be Shea Gilgis, and it's going to be Dennis Schroeder, basically eating most of those minutes in the backcourt. Um, Do you think uh, Shea could end up with some uh, some three playing at the three a little bit this season? I think, I think they try it. I mean, Shea's got those long arms, and he's you know relatively big guy. I think they try it, especially against some of those other teams that are playing small. Um, I think Schroeder's in for a nice season, and I honestly would draft Schroeder in pretty much every league. Like he he got twenty nine minutes, which is basically what he's going to play, right? One point six three pointers, fifteen and a half points. 3.6 rebounds, 4.1 assists, 0.8 steals. That's a, that's a standard league player. I mean, I know the percentages get weird, but that's a, it's a standard league player. And according to his ADP on Yahoo, 140, which means he's not being drafted. Yeah, that's crazy. That's that's absolutely crazy to me. Um, I would honestly say Schroeder's probably a top 100 player this year. Um, I know that might sound crazy, but yeah, if I can have Schroeder in my last round, give me that all day. It's, it's not. I think that's a little too high for Dennis Schroeder, but it's not out of the question. It's not out of his potential standard deviation of, of, of outcomes this season is to finish in the top 100. My um, guess would be standard league relevant, but outside of the top 100, that's still standard league relevant, like rosterable 
standard league relevance. So uh, especially, by the way, especially if Chris Paul ends up leaving Oklahoma City. Here's the other thing. Even if Chris Paul doesn't leave, we just mentioned it. He's going to play like 60 games. So yeah, the, that's very true. In the other 22 games, who who the hell else is going to play? Right? Like in those games, Schroeder could literally be getting like 33, 34 minutes a game. He could be he could be doing like 20 and 7 those games. Like so give me give me the Dennis Schroeder shares, man. I, I honestly think when you factor in the fact that Chris Paul's probably gonna miss 20 games, I think you know he might not be for the other 60 games, he might be, you know, kind of just outside that top 100. But when you factor in the 20 probably really good games he's gonna have because Chris Paul's out and he's playing huge minutes, I think by the end of the season you're gonna look up and Dennis Schroeder's gonna be in the top one hundred and everyone's gonna be like, How the hell did that guy make the top one hundred? I think you're right. Absolutely. Guys, uh, put that on your sleeper list. Dennis Schroeder. Um, add him next to Jer. Add him to your list if you're right, if you're playing along at home. Uh, next to Jeremy Lamb, who we we talked about in an earlier episode. Tyler, I know there's one other player on this team that you love to talk about uh, as as one of your favorite streamers. Nerlens Noel. Um, yeah, Nerlens Noel is a great. He's a great streamer. So I'll, I'll let you do your usual spiel about Nerlens Noel. It's just crazy to me how Nerlens Noel, like there's no one in the league stealing the ball and blocking shots at the rate Nerlens Noel can do it per minute, right? It's just insane. 13.7 minutes a game last year. He got you 0.9 steals and 1.2 blocks. Obviously, he doesn't play enough to get you really any other stats, but we talk about this every week, right? In most matchups, the difference between steals and blocks is literally like at most most five, you know, to win, to win the category versus lose the category. A four game week out of Nolan's Noel, you're getting, you're getting, if you know, he plays four games, you're getting five blocks and four steals. That covered the gap right there. Um, so yeah, I mean, you could just, I think Nolan's was a guy you got to stream when, when the Thunder are playing. As long as he's in the rotation, you got to stream him per 36 minutes last season, 3.3 blocks, 2.3 steals. Uh, absolutely insane. He's only going to play the backup minutes to Steven Adams, so it's not going to be a ton of playing time. He's not really going to be worth owning, but I think he's a guy you got to stream. I like that, Tyler. You're uh, definitely on. You're you're very, very good at streaming, and uh, you also will be doing uh, – I think you're still doing that streaming, that weekly uh, – the weekly review, the weekly preview streaming article for hashtag com. Is that true? That is true, Michael. That is true. That is true. Gosh, the, a a article that uh, I I used to have some experience with, and an article that come end of January, early February, you are very burnt out. No matter who you are, of writing writing an article for that many months for that many weeks, it's it's a it's a rough it's a rough go, Tyler. I don't envy you. Yeah, but it's not that bad. And here's the reality of it: like it, it's work I do anyways, right? Like I'm trying to set my lineups. I'm trying to figure out who's good. So, you know, I'm I'm kind of doing the work for for not just myself, but for other people now. And I guess that's a little bit more rewarding. To me, it's one of the most useful articles that I've seen, uh, really anywhere that you can get for free on the internet. Uh, and that's at hashtag basketball.com. Uh, and I think that's it for. Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, RIP to the franchise. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. And you can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you guys like the show, please rate and review us wherever you are downloading this podcast. Or 
Go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes where you will get exclusive content and shows, weekly shows, before they air, which is really, really nice, especially if you're setting, maybe you're setting your lineup for the week. Maybe that show comes out a little bit early if you're a Patreon subscriber. Or if you just want to join a listener league, check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. And we will be back very soon with the next team. Thanks, everybody.